it like it makes me think of like casinos and old school and just like those horns where it's like like that kind of vibe. What's up, nerds? It's basketball. Welcome to Horse, the basketball podcast about everything except for the wins and losses. My name is Mike Schubert, and I'm joined by my trusted co-host, the me coming back from Paris last night to them coming back from India last night. It's fellow jet-lagged boy, Adam Amawala. Adam, how's it going? Man, it's going okay. I did my utmost to stay awake as long as I could last night. I got back. I landed at JFK at 1 p.m., which felt like 11.30 p.m., for mm. my body. So I said, I'm going to stay awake as long as I possibly can. Went to sleep at 10, slept for like 12 hours. So I think I'm hopefully okay now, but we'll see. How are you feeling? I'm good. Going back from Paris to New York is really not that bad, especially the flight that we had being one that left Paris at 2 p.m. and then landed in New York at like 5.30 p.m. Yeah. And then I perfectly timed it to where I only took like an hour and a half nap towards the end Mm. of the plane ride. Basically, like, give me enough energy to get me to midnight. Sure. And then I went to bed at midnight and woke up at six and my body was like, yo, get up. (laughs) And then that's been the only like kind of weird thing. So I'm sure I'll get tired earlier tonight than usual. But other than that, I'm ready to go. I'm ready to talk about basketball. Same here. I mean, as I was connecting through Zurich, we realized that it was the only time in our lives that Shubes and I had both been in Europe simultaneously for all of uh, three hours. I have to say, have you ever been to the Zurich airport? I have not. Zurich was the city, the one that just missed the cut Mm. of cities that I was going to go to on Europe tour. So I hope to go there. It will be a must go. But what's the airport like? It looked exactly what I thought it would look like. It looked very much like a Black Mirror episode. It's like very brutalist and like slate gray and everything looks like you're in the future a little bit. Also, very expensive, but I guess that is to be expected. Yeah, that is kind of what happens in some of those elegant cities over mm-hmm. in Europe. That'll do it. Oslo is yeah. also very expensive. Oslo is mm. fun, though, because food is super expensive. But then, like, renting a sled to go tobogganing was, like, $2. Oh. So, you know. Very interesting. <laughs> I guess they're just like, well, this is nationally very important that you go tobogganing. So Yeah. It was funny in India for all of the tourist attractions. They have completely separate rates for Indian residents versus visitors. So I'm sure you know this. Mm -hmm. It's like 50 rupees, which is less than a dollar US to go to these like amazing sites. But then if you're a tourist, it's like 600 rupees. So it is what it is. I mean, that's it's fair. Did you were you able to pull some? Oh, I'm have no. Indian cards and get the discount. <laughs> no, you need you literally need an Indian card. You you like you need some oh. sort of identification. So. Oh, man. Yeah. Alas, alas. Well, clearly this is a basketball podcast. Let's talk about basketball. (laughs) To get ready to talk about basketball, let's head to the Teal Memorial Locker Room, which unlike public restrooms in Europe, you don't have to pay to go in there. I understand Europeans like to talk about how clean they are. You know what I'll take? A nasty free bathroom over a nice one that costs two bucks. As they say, if (laughs) European, you're going to have to pay for it. Oh, European, European. Speaking of European. Man, that was so much better. Damn it. Can we just retake it and I'll I'll say that and then you get to react that way? All right. 
<laughs> oh my goodness. Well, speaking of paying, you know who we thank for a paying? I would say our patrons. Yes, it is our patrons. And we have a new patron. Shout out to Ooh. Elizabeth Hazen for joining the squad. And shout out to our existing producer level patrons. Polly Burge, Kendra Hadley, Salvatore Testa, Siobhan Ellsbury, Dunko Chasing Taco Falls, Bang, Bang, Roast Beef Debris. How about them World Champion Denver Steam Nuggets? And Reed, Steph Curry for three on a weird looking court. Bang. Hi, Trish, Nicole Shepard, Chase Underulo, Mr. Bubbles Plays Ball, Naked Rachel, Josh Isn't Rich, Sidney Crosby Is a Vampire, Chelsea's Cousin, Ginger Spurs Boy, and Balls to the Walls. Nice. Mm-hmm. You know who else is a payin'? Probably our sponsor. That is our sponsor, and our sponsor for this episode is Tab for a Cause. Tab for a Cause is a wonderful way to raise money for charity in the easiest way possible. And the more of a tab monster you are, the more of a charity monster you are. Adam, tab check. What do you got? I have five, and they're all for this episode. That's actually a lot for you, but um, I'm uh-huh. pretty standard today. I've got my usuals up. Let's see. We got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen, eighteen, nineteen. Oh. So I'm not quite at twenty. I'm at 19 on this browser, and then my other browser yeah, has yeah, like yeah. six, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you and Kelly very much aligned. You like to have a lot of tabs. Yeah. I don't know what type of like work style it is, but I like to close tabs as soon as I like finish the particular task, and I, I don't like having stuff up. I don't know what it yeah. is, but that's just me. I do often do the thing on iPhone where you like swipe out of all the stuff that you have open, so I do oh, do yeah. that. Um, I, I closed but, the yeah. other apps, but I will say the place I'm most a tab monster is on my phone, the Safari like built in thing, yeah, yeah. because I'm never like actively just browsing Safari. So it is 100% just like hyperlinks from other right, stuff. Right, right. And thus I never close it. So I have like 250 something oh, on my phone because, oh, because I'm never like using the app. It's sure. always like, oh, I have to go on Safari to like yeah. do this thing that's from an email or mm. whatever. I don't like look at my phone and I'm like, oh, let me just check the internet. Anyway, our sponsors tab for a cause. You go to <laughs> tabforacause.org slash horse. You set it up in your browser in like a couple of clicks. It's super easy. And then every time you open a tab, you get a really pretty picture of either something architectural or nature. You might see some ads in the corner, but those ads are raising money for charity, and then you get to pick what charities the money goes towards. It's fantastic. They do timely stuff. They're doing some things for the holidays as well. So head on over to tab4acause.org slash horse and get it signed up, and then you will convert all of your tab monster energy into charity monster energy, and now you're a good person. Hey, that sounds nice. (laughs) Now, at this point, listener, you will hear some ads, some of them that'll be read by us and others of them that won't be. Thank you to the folks who reach out and let us know when some weird sponsors come through. We have category blocks, but sometimes things will come through like guns, which we still have blocked at as a category, but they'll say things like, oh, well, it's technically sports and recreation. So if that happens, send an email to horsehoopspod at gmail.com. And a key thing, send what city you downloaded the episode in. That's how we actually get it blocked. I forgot to mention that earlier. So you'll hear some of the ads and then we'll get back to this episode of horse seeking the truth never gets old introducing june's journey the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery join june parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s with new chapters added every week the excitement never ends Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games. 
And we are back. Adam, what's going on in the wonderful world of Adam Amawala? Well, you know, other than jet lag, not a whole lot. Back to the old grind here. I don't think I have anything new to promote since the last episode, but a big announcement is that I am still headlining Stand Up New York on Thursday, December 14th. Hope to see a lot of you there. I know we do have some horse listeners in the New York and New Jersey area, so if you can make it, that would be great. Uh, Again, that is 8 o'clock on Thursday, December 14th at Stand Up New York. You can get tickets either through standupnewyork.com, through my website, adamamwala.com, or, you know, any other way that you can search it. Pretty easy to find. Then early next year, I've got some stuff in Montana and in Las Vegas. And then I am still very much actively working on hopefully a Philly date or dates, uh, Washington, D.C. There might actually be a Louisville, Kentucky situation happening. So mm. all of that you can find at adamamwala.com slash standup. And uh, yeah, I think that is pretty much all I've got for now. Um, what about you, Mr. Schubert? I think I have new stuff. I can't remember because we recorded our previous episode so much in advance to avoid our international travels. I've got the Texas shows in December, Dallas, Austin, San Antonio, and Houston. And then I've got Florida shows in Gainesville, Tampa, and Orlando in February. Then I'm coming to Denver on February 18th and Phoenix on February 20th. Most of those shows are half the New Olympian, half Potterless. A couple of them, any city that I've performed in in the past is just the New Olympian, but you can get tickets to all of those shows at shub.es slash tour. So S-C-H-U-B dot E-S slash tour. And I am trying to see as many basketball games as I can during that span. Unfortunately, the schedule doesn't super duper align, but I think I'm going to get to go to a Spurs game when I'm in San Antonio. That's very fun. I will hopefully get to witness the Wembenyama, his rookie year, which will be cool. Yeah, that would be be incredibly cool. I'm going to do one more quick plug because I forgot. Mm -hmm, This is kind of an, mm -hmm. an outlier, but This is for anyone who works at a company, if you work remotely specifically. I don't know if I've ever talked about this here, but I host like one of my main other kind of random jobs that I do in addition to comedy and podcasting and a million other things is that I host a virtual game show experience called Luna Park. You can look it up at golunapark.com, but it is genuinely like a best in class sort of thing. It's a little bit like HQ trivia from back in the day, if anyone remembers that, but much more interesting and much like better conceived. So the holidays are coming up. If your company wants to do a game and have me host it, just reach out to me personally, Mm -hmm. however you want to uh, DM me or uh, email me or anything like that. But golunapark.com is where you can find out how this all works. And uh, I would not promote it if I didn't genuinely think it was really fun. And it is really fun. So that's a random thing. But if you want to do something fun for your company, you can let me know. Cool. Fun. Fantastic. Well, now I believe we can get into NBQ&A. Yeah, let's do it. So during our last episode with the hilarious Ian Carmel, there was a lot of discussion about Walt Clyde Frazier and then Clyde Drexler, who we said maybe should have gone by Walt because he was not as cool Mm -hmm. as Walt Clyde Frazier. And Walter, uh, obviously, you know, I think some people perceive to be not the hippest name, but we got (laughs) uh, an email. The message is from, I'm not going to share the last name just uh, in case this person doesn't want me to, but Walter, parentheses, not an old guy, Just submitted a contact form on horse. So the message is from Walter. It says, uh, hello, I'm a longtime listener and a big time 76ers fan. I live in Australia, so I can't watch games. I've been listening since episode 12 and I love the podcast. Blah, 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 blah. Oh, this is fun. Sorry, I haven't been supporting since I am 12. That is not feasible, but my patron name would be Noel Embiid. So that's, that's Noel kind of, Embiid. That's yeah, fun. That's because fun. Uh, Walter loves Christmas and the Sixers. So that hey, makes sense. There you go. 
So the question is, who do you think is the number one NBA player who would be able to go into commentating? So, oh, I, which is a really okay. fun and interesting yeah, question. Uh, and then says, best wishes to you guys and your teams. Thank you, Walter. I really need it because the Bulls are hot garbage. And I'm so happy that I haven't been watching them for mm-hmm. three weeks. And yes, you yeah. were correct about the drama draft. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> so who do you think of, of players who are still actively playing? Who do you think has the best trajectory to go into broadcasting? I think you could make a case for a lot of players because they're all so much more savvy than they used to be. Many of them have Mm -hmm. podcasts. Many of them have experience doing this sort of stuff. But who comes to mind for you? It's tough. The easy answer to this, if it had been asked like two years ago, would have been JJ Redick because he's one of the few to have done like a good job of it even while he was a player. So now that he's doing it full time and killing it is completely unsurprising. Right. As far as some of the other people, I feel like Paul George's podcast is really good. I don't know about commentating as in like broadcasting, Mm -hmm. but he could be good on like an NBA TNT show. I feel like Draymond Green is also prime for that. But like the thing with Draymond Green, though, is that he... I don't know. He's a little, he's like a little too full of himself, but also Mm. like Shaq is as well. So like it could kind of work, but Shaq is more lovable. I feel like Draymond Green is a little too hateable to be like just as smooth and perfect Mm -hmm. of a fit as Shaq is. Cause like if you dislike Shaq, I don't know what to tell you. Like you just hate fun. Yeah. He's just a big goofball. And yes, some of the things he says are ridiculous, but he's he's very fun. Do you have any picks of players that you think would make for good commentators? Um, I mean, Steph Curry is a very charismatic guy. If he if he wants mm-hmm. to go into that, I'm sure he could, but it would be very funny if James Harden went into broadcasting and then just kept demanding to be traded to different broadcast teams. I think that would be <laughs> that would be kind of fun. But yeah, off the top of my head, I think obviously Steph has a lot of charisma. I don't think LeBron ever would because he's just too famous to ever do it. Right. So yeah, probably not him when you're thinking of like prominent players. I do think that someone like a wild card sort of person could be like an Anthony Edwards because I do think he's really funny. Like in the way that Mm -hmm. Stacey King has become a good broadcaster for the Bulls and he's like intentionally kind of silly and like having a lot of fun with it. I could see, you know, 40, 50 years from now when Anthony Edwards is long since retired being like the the color commentator for a team that I think that could work. But yeah, there's a lot of guys. And as I said, it's so much more of a part of the sport now that everyone just knows how to be on camera and for the most part knows how to hold themselves. So I would say there are more candidates than probably ever before. But yeah, those are some of the people that, that come to mind. So you got any, anybody else? Yeah, I think Josh Hart could be pretty good. I'm Mm. trying to think of someone who's like funny and not necessarily a huge star because the LeBron comparison is correct. Like usually don't see outside of Shaq and Chuck, like you don't necessarily see mega famous people doing it. So Josh Hart is funny and he is always good at like the post game interviews Mm -hmm. and stuff. So I feel like that would blend into commentating quite well. I also think Pat Bev would be a really fun person to have on (laughs) TNT because like he is similar to Draymond, but like, I think maybe because he's been on so many teams, he's less hated. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think early in Pat Bev's career, he was more hated. But now that he's been on more teams, he is the ultimate, like, you love to have him on your team and you hate to have him on the other team guy. And now that he's kind of spread that around the league, more people like him. I love Pat Bev. So I think he could be a really good one as well. He, He keeps it very real on his podcast as well without acting too much like he's the greatest player of all time like mm-hmm. he recognizes his skill set in particular so i think he could be a really good pick i see him 
doing quite well in NBA on TNT type stuff in the future. Nice. But Walter, thank you again for your question. And good to know that there are, in fact, Walters under the age of 80. Apparently yes, you are 12. Yes. So, you know, you love to see it. And hopefully <laughs> you'll be part of the new generation of Walters that makes makes Walter cool again. You know, I think that yeah, could be that's what the we're interesting doing here. thing with names right now. Right. Like, oh, all the old school names are coming back. It's like my girlfriend has a, a friend whose daughter's named Maud. Like, there's all these names yeah. that are kind of Genevieve old is, yeah, yeah, is yeah. coming in. I don't know if there's we're going to get back to like, like Ethel or you know Elmer stuff no. like that. Maybe not. What's so funny is like obviously Michael's has staying power. I'm going to be totally fine. But like Kelly has like plummeted off the face of the earth. So I feel like and in a Karen. Couple of years, I mean, anyone naming their oh, kid Karen uh, at this point? Yeah, what are, yeah, what are yeah. we doing? Yeah, but like there's a weird thing going on now where like the name, I'm trying to think of one that's like not super high, but like even super common names like Steven, like no mm -hmm. one's named Steven anymore. Like it's absolutely Yeah, that's plumbing. because every male child is named like Hunter or Carter or What sucks, Liam. I, I, I kind of don't want to say it because now the name is so popular that I'm afraid that uh like i'll i actually like dunking on a lot of people i will say there are in the top 10 there's a name with like a cks in it that you can also spell with an x and that's like two of the top 10 boy names i'm just gonna say it and yeah, i, I it? know people yeah. with this name and they're nice jackson jackson is like the number two name uh, if you spell it with yeah. a ck and it's like number eight if you spell it with an x and it's just like interesting it's gonna be wild in 20 years when like <laughs> michael is jackson but we don't know how to spell them because there's two spellings hmm. it's gonna be interesting now i'm very, thinking about michael jackson <laughs> oh no <laughs> let's move on then to full court press get it like the news i do now there's a bunch of stuff that has happened because we haven't recorded in a little bit a lot of things going on in the NBA, but first and foremost, Rudy Gobert almost got murdered by Draymond Green. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that did happen. <laughs> it was wild. There was a dust up on the court between Clay Thompson and uh, I always forget the names. Jared Vanderbilt. Yeah, who's the one that's is he? He's the one that's on the Timberwolves. Mm -hmm. Okay, I'm pretty sure they had. Make sure. Yeah, because I always there's Jared Vanderbilt and then there's Jaden McDaniels and yeah, Jalen McDaniels. If you okay, I, those three. No, it's fine. I think we bring in the confusion that even us <laughs> basketball people get the names confused, especially when players have similar skill sets and heights and stuff like that. But there's a dust up between Clay Thompson and Jared Vanderbilt. At least I think so. And then Rudy <laughs> Gobert came in to try to mediate it. And when he did so, he tried like i don't think he was going after clay thompson's neck it looked like he was going after clay thompson's shoulders for like a brief millisecond mm -hmm. he had his arm in a position that looked like he was going at clay thompson's neck so draymond green ran over and put rudy gobert in like a legitimate chokehold for yeah. like a long amount of time mm -hmm. like too long like 10 seconds which is like an eternity yeah if you're being in a chokehold and then finally it got broken up the thing that makes it look especially worse aside from all the camera angles and everything is that on the play beforehand Draymond and Rudy were like jostling over a rebound and kind of like pushed each other a little bit. So it feels incredibly premeditated. Mm -hmm. And it was just a tough look. And all three of those players, not Rudy, since he was just on the receiving end of a chokehold, all three players got ejected. Draymond ended up getting suspended. And then Rudy Gobert said lots of really fun quotes about it. And, you know, he came out on top of this whole situation called it clown behavior. He said that every time Steph doesn't play, because Steph Curry wasn't playing in this game, he says every time Steph doesn't play, 
he, Draymond, doesn't want to play without his guy Steph, so he does anything he can to get ejected. That was backed up by facts. Draymond Green has been ejected in 11 games in the Steph Curry, Draymond Green era, and seven of them have come when Steph is not playing. That is very interesting. But it also speaks to how annoying that is if you're the Warriors because you're mm-hmm. already playing shorthanded and now you're playing without one of your better players. Exactly. So Rudy Gobert, though, he looked very silly getting chokeholded because he is so tall. It was just a real goofy look. And he did give a great like, what is happening face while it was going on? He ended up coming out on top. So Draymond, you know, got suspended, lost some money, lost some favor. And now... You know, I don't know if there was a lot of favor to be. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I I feel like he he had already run out of goodwill, but yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So that happened. That was wild. And Draymond got suspended for it. On the other side of things, in terms of, I guess, like anti-violence, Kawhi Leonard and the Los Angeles Clippers played the San Antonio Spurs. Kawhi used to be a member of the Spurs. He left on not good terms. The Spurs booed the crap out of him every time he touched the ball, and especially when he was at the free throw line. So much so to where Pop went over to the microphone, like the in-arena microphone, and told people, stop booing. We're better than this. Stop booing him. I love Pop. Okay, it's nice, but also what I appreciated is that the crowd started booing louder, which is exactly (laughs) what I would have done. So shout out to San Antonio. Of course not. I'm going to boo the shit out of this guy. He left on bad terms. It was weird. And yes, I will boo the crap out of Kawhi Leonard. Now, if the Spurs re-sign him later in his career, I'm sure they will love him and everything will be fine. But at this moment, no. We're going to boo the crap out of this guy. Yeah, and I'm always like, booing for that reason, I'm okay with. I really don't like when a fan base will boo their own player for not playing well. Like that, I don't think Mm -hmm. is okay. Which is why it was kind of cool in baseball, baseball reference, to see the Phillies fans who were notoriously uh, pretty harsh cheering for Trey Turner when he was struggling. And then that kind of like uplifted him. Like it was like an organized thing. They were like, we are going to cheer rather than boo, even though this guy sucks right now. And hopefully it'll work. And it did, so. But yes, I, I'm now, totally here's the question. Were they it. booing him for the entirety of the year and then it didn't work and they were like, we got to switch the strategy? Because I wouldn't be surprised if the Philly fans I were booing him. I don't think so. <laughs> okay. I mean, probably some of them. Yeah, who, who knows? Yeah. But. So that happened. That's fine. I don't know if it was Aaron Edwards who's been on the pod in the past, but someone quote tweeted with, I'm glad Pop stepped in for this, but not when Robert Ory hip checks Steve Nash over <laughs> the scorer's table yeah. in the playoffs. Well, selective, I think selective outrage from Pop. I also think Pop has just become more of a softy and mm-hmm. more outspoken towards doing the right thing in his older age, which you love to see because most sure. people, it's the opposite trend. They get older and they become grumbly, stay off my lawn, I don't worry about mm-hmm. anybody except myself type people. So to see him become nicer in his age is good to see. So we're here for that. Love to see that. Well, finally, I mean, I don't even want to, but I guess should we do a quick check-in on like how the how the Knicks are doing, how the Bulls are doing? The Bulls are just in complete disarray. It's like it's become more clear than ever that they need to trade whoever they can. They're five and fourteen right now. They are really, really bad. How are the Knicks doing? Pretty, pretty tough. The Knicks are doing okay. We're ten and seven. All okay. of our losses have been close or to good teams. So it's like a a ten and seven that we feel even better about, and we're still playing well and stuff like that. It's good to see Julius Randle play well again, which is nice. But yeah, I think things are mostly okay over in Knicksville. Bullsville, though, yeah, there are more and more rumblings about a Zach Levine trade. He had a thing where he like listed potential teams that he would prefer to be traded to if possible. But there's all sorts of, oh, 
Is he going to go to the Sixers? Is he going to go to the Lakers? Mm -hmm. There seems to be a solid amount of interest for him. So you could be in a good situation of trying to set up for a rebuild of sorts. Yeah. But yeah, there's there's definitely. I just don't know why they waited so long. The writing was on the wall for so long. I I don't know why they're because now it just pushes back the clock probably another two years before they're going to even be remotely competitive again. Sucks. It does suck, especially when you look at the draft last year where you could have had a chance at Victor Wembanyama mm-hmm. or some of the other players in the top that are doing really well, whether that is Osar Thompson or Scoot Henderson, who's, you know, going to figure it out, I'm sure, eventually. Yeah. It's disappointing, but at least the Bulls, I mean, it could be a thing where it's like, you don't want to be in the middle. At least they're like, really No, bad, I would rather you know? <laughs> that they just acknowledge that this clearly isn't working and, and blow it all up. I just don't know why it took so long for them to get to that point. But hey, you know what? I guess I'll have more free time because I genuinely cannot justify spending two hours watching this team on a regular basis. I can't do it. And I won't. Well, there you go. Yeah. Everyone get ready next year when Adam writes a book with all the new free time. That he- <laughs> <laughs> yes. But we'll see how things go. But I'm happy with my New York Knickerbockers. And I'm okay. glad Julius Randle is playing better. And I hope you are happy in your fantasy team I am. because he is on that team. So I'm glad and I don't have to feel bad at night for motivating <laughs> you to <laughs> draft him. Exactly. So with that complete, we can get into what we're going to do for this very special episode, which is something that we are taking on the challenge of doing a visual aid-based thing on a podcast. And as we say this, I'm going to record our Zoom call because this is something that we are going to be bringing in to this recording. So I'm going to live hit it now. Thank you, Scary Zoom Lady. I don't know if that came through on the audio. I don't think it did (laughs) unless she is so loud that you could hear it through my headphones into my microphone. But what we are going to do is a draft of all of the NBA in-season tournament courts. We have mentioned, and this was something we put on Patreon, that there are jerseys for the teams this year, the Classic City Edition thing that they've been doing for the past couple of years. But what these jerseys also mainly tie into is the in-season tournament courts. So the NBA in-season tournament is going on. My New York Knickerbockers have advanced to the quarterfinals, which I'm very excited about. All the games have been played on these really funky courts, which I think are pretty cool. Most of them are pretty fun, and I think they're more exciting than the jerseys. So Adam and I are going to do a draft of which ones we think are best. So the reason we recorded the Zoom call is... I'm going to screen share an image that has all of the courts, and then you can see us talking about it with all of the courts as a reference. We will also put a link to this image in the notes section, like the description of this podcast, and we'll put a link to it on the episode page of horsesoups.com. So no matter how you're watching, or I guess no matter how you're listening, you can be watching. Mm-hmm. But also, if you go to patreon.com slash we'll put the video portion, what you're listening to right now, the video version of that, just up for free, not make it exclusive, but you can go to the Patreon try maybe check out other stuff, see what else is over there. But this will be free, and you'll also get to see an unedited version because we're just going to upload the old (laughs) video. So that's what we've got. And for anyone who is watching right now, and even if you're just listening right now, I've got bedhead. There's no other way to say it. My my hair looks pretty (laughs) unkempt. I did just get back from India, so I will say that I, I do appreciate the grace that you have and the forgiveness that you have in your heart for how my hair looks at this moment. So, you know, it is what it is. And that is why I am strategically wearing a hat. So now we can get into this draft. Got to do rock, paper, scissors. And that is how we will determine who goes first. We will do it on shoot because we are not monsters. Yes. So 
Rock, rock paper, paper, scissors, scissors shoot. shoot. Mm, both scissors. We always okay. tie. We always tie the first. <laughs> All right, here we go. Rock, rock paper, paper, scissors, scissors shoot. shoot. Ah, you got me. Scissors cuts paper. Okay. Yes, Why don't you does. Uh, begin the draft? Well, I've already said complimentary things about the Phillies fans, which is uh, upsetting. And I am going to take with my number one overall pick, the Philadelphia 76ers court, wow. which I was a big fan of. Was that not high on your list? That was number 14 on my list. So I oh, am okay with your selection. Okay, cool. <laughs> All right. Well, the reason that I liked the Philadelphia court, I mainly just like, the primary colors are really fun. It's it's this uh, like red and blue. And then they have the old school 76ers logo, which is like a mm-hmm. seven and a six that's kind of conjoined in like old school, like 1970s style lettering. Um, I really like the font choice on City of Brotherly Love. And I just it's like visually pleasing to me. It's not necessarily the biggest like swing of any of the courts because some other ones were like very creative and involved colors that you might not ordinarily see. But I just, like, of all of the courts that I looked at, I most enjoyed the 76ers court. So maybe a shocking pick, but there it is. No, it's nice. And what we'll say for anyone listening or viewing, all of the courts have the same format. So it's basically your rectangular court, and then there's a stripe, a rectangular stripe that runs the length of the court in the middle, and it is the width of the paint, so that little box that is underneath the basket and extends to the foul line. And there's basically two colors. You have your court color and then your stripe color. And then in each key, it is in the shape of the NBA cup, which is the trophy that you win if you win the in-season tournament. And then another NBA cup is in the center of the court with some sort of logo on top of it, the team's logo, or if they have a special logo for their city edition jersey that they are also using, it will show up there as well. So yes, as you said, with the Sixers main court is red, stripe is blue, and then a red seven swervy six is superimposed over the top of the trophy in the middle. And it does like fit exactly the width of the trophy, which makes it look really nice. It almost looks like it is a special just 76ers trophy as right. opposed to the NBA Cup with a logo on top of it. Yeah, yeah. It's a good look. All right. What's going to be your top pick? Let's get to it. My top pick will be the Phoenix Suns. It is so pretty. It is super duper pretty. It is a purple court with a teal stripe through the middle, and it has the El Valle in the middle because that is their version that they've done for the Valley jersey this year. And the jerseys were inspired by old school cars like Devin Booker drives, and that comes through in the court. The font is sweet. I love the colors. I like that it's super unique. The contrast is cool, and I think it's an unsurprising pick from me, a man who owns four pairs of pink pants. That's totally fair. I actually, interestingly, I had this one kind of in the middle of the pack for me. The color choice is is interesting, and it's I also like the El Valle, like kind of a nod to the local Phoenix population. I think mm-hmm. the one thing that I really didn't like, like I appreciate the creativity of it, but at the bottom of the court, you see... It almost looks like a tribal tattoo that you would see on like a guy at the gym. And that yeah, that's I didn't really old love school that. car thing that they're trying yeah. to do. I'm not too concerned with like the stuff on the outside of the court when I was making my decisions because most of those things are covered by either people sitting in chairs or the bench or if it's the things underneath the basket, like the photographers and Mm -hmm. the dance teams and stuff like that. So I was really factoring in the stuff like within the lines, not so much like the other things that were written. But 
I just really enjoy the purple and the teal. I guess it's actually turquoise because their city edition jersey last year was like a right. indigenous people's color. So I think yeah. it's cool that it also has meaning like the purple of the team and then the turquoise of the city, the mm-hmm. region, the state. I think it's pretty cool. Yeah. And for anyone listening and or watching, if at any point uh, Mike or I say something that you're like, that's not what color that is. A reminder that we are both We're colorblind. colorblind. So <laughs> another reason that this is an ambitious thing for us to try to do, but we are doing it nonetheless. My next pick, I'm going to go with the Indiana Pacers. I could Ooh, not okay. love this court f- anymore. The colors look amazing. It's like almost like very old school Carmelo, Anthony era Nuggets vibes, which yeah, is interesting yeah, yeah. for the Pacers. Indy looks really fun. It's like spelled in all caps, I-N-D-Y in this kind of like bubble lettering that's uh, like graffiti-esque. And then I think Pacers really pops in the like accent yellow. I was all about it. The way I did this was I went through every court and I wrote some notes and then I gave it like a out of 10 rating. So Mm. Sixers, I actually had a 10 out of 10. And then Pacers, I had as as nine out of 10, whereas Suns, I had as as six out of 10. But you know, it's it's all very subjective. Yeah, I just straight ranked them one to 30 and then I'm just deleting the ones you take off. And then I've, <laughs> I've truly like draft boarded it. Nice. The indie one I had a little bit lower. I like the colors a lot. I don't like the font because to me, it's like, oh, I found out about word art in 2002 is what it kind of <laughs> looks like to me. Um, but I think the colors are fun. And I watched a game with this court and it is cool. Like it just yeah. looks cool with how bright it is. So yeah, I like that. Cool. All right. Well, my pick for number four is going to be the Utah jazz okay i really enjoy the two shades of purple that they've got which goes well with the logo that they have in the middle which is a modernized version of their old logo that they had in the 90s and i think that it just looks really clean it's more of a lavender for the main color and then a deeper lavender for the stripe in the middle so it's not as like Blah, color poppy as mm-hmm. the sun's one uh, so i think it actually looks nicer like i think the color of it is just really pleasing and it also does contrast with the trophy really well because the trophy that shows up three times on this court is gold so i think that the muted purple and then a muted gold kind of really color wheel is pleasing because purple and yellow are on opposite sides of yeah. the color wheel so it just is a very pleasing looking court and i think it just looks really nice and yeah and the kind of like gradient effect um in mm-hmm. utah with like starting at like a deeper purple at the bottom and then going up to a lighter purple mm-hmm. outlined in white is really nice yeah and then they have at the bottom it's like a 50 with a jazz logo in the middle for i assume 50 years of utah jazz right playing in in utah where jazz is apparently a thing but uh (laughs) you know they used to be in in new orleans before that as as we've talked about before but i love that old um like music note logo so i like that they incorporated that into the uh into the court as well but yeah i think that's a i think that's a solid pick Hmm. all right my next pick um weirdly i keep picking teams that i don't really like that much but i i'm gonna go with the milwaukee bucks Oh, it's a good one. I had that yeah, one. Yeah, I really, really love that court. They went for the like Cream City vibes, which is the the nickname of the city of Milwaukee. The Wisconsin State outline with bucks in it is really, really fun. Um, the Milwaukee font is dope too, and like Fear the Deer is just classic. You can't you can't beat Fear mm-hmm. the Deer as a slogan. It, it's right there. But yeah, that one was pretty high on my list. Yeah, the only thing that's funny about Fear the Deer, I guess I do fear the deer if I'm driving in New Jersey because I fear running into a deer, and then the deer doesn't. Sure insurance i have to pay for all of the damage so yeah yeah. Yeah, but i'm not like afraid of an actual deer in the wild but yeah if i'm driving i am fearing the deer 
So my next pick will be the Los Angeles Lakers. Ah. I like the Lakers court just because it just feels like a Lakers court. It's like classic. It's just yeah. yellow with a purple stripe and the normal Lakers logo in the middle. Mm-hmm. Like it, I like that there were a couple of teams where they didn't do the whole city edition thing. Like the Lakers even have a city edition jersey, but they didn't necessarily right. try to make their court look like the city edition jersey, which I'm glad because their city edition jersey is black and yellow mm-hmm. and there's so many gray courts and it would have been <sighs> Yeah, that's disgusting. why we haven't gotten to them yet because I assume for both you and I, the gray Literally, courts are all at the bottom. They're all at the bottom. Yeah, so I just like that the Lakers court was like, yeah, it just looks like a Lakers court. And and it looks nice. And when you watch it on TV, it makes sense. You're like, oh, yeah, this right. looks normal. And it's doing the job of what these courts are doing, which is, oh, right, this is an in-season tournament game. So I just like that yeah. it looks super classic. They use the normal logo. Everything is as it should be. And it just looks correct. So I Yeah, that- I completely agree. And my next pick is going to be in line with that. Because like I, for any of the teams that are newer NBA teams, that did very bland courts. To me, that's just a huge missed opportunity, but I actually kind of like a more standard boilerplate sort of court when it is one of the classic teams, which is why my next pick is going to be the Boston Celtics, who similarly went with kind of like a classic looking court. In this case, they have what I would consider to be like a deeper, almost more like a forest green, like a darker green than you'd usually see on Mm -hmm. a Celtics court. But yeah, for the, the Celtics, they did... Um, just like, uh, uh, you know, green, obviously, is what you would expect. And then there's the old school Celtics font, uh, which is really working for me, as is the shadow lettering of Boston in the middle of the court. And then, of course, you have the red Auerbach signature. Uh, you have Bill Russell's number six below it. It just it, it was very it's like the Eastern Conference version of the Lakers court, which is just like it's classic. It's kind of what you would expect, but it really works. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So along those lines, because I'm afraid you might take it. I'm going to take my beloved New York Knickerbockers court. I think it is nice. I like that it is orange with a blue stripe, and it's got the New York, New York word mark that is on our City Edition jerseys this year that are fire. From the preview images, it didn't look great, but on the actual jersey, it looks great. And on the court like this, since it's a lot larger, it looks nice too. It is New York, and then New York like a little bit higher superimposed to pay homage to the classic Frank Sinatra song, New York, New York. And I just think it looks really nice. And again, it's the correct colors. It's orange, it's blue, it's the Knicks actual colors. And what's fun about it being orange is that it doesn't look like that much different from a normal court, which is like a tan. It's kind of like you just threw up the saturation slider on a normal court. So when you watch it on TV, it looks mostly normal, but you're like, oh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's not so alarming like some of the really bright red courts or something like that. I think it looks nice. And I think the New York, New York is a really nice touch, especially since it's such a wide logo. It kind of takes up more of the stripe, so I think it looks nice. Some of the other courts, we'll get into it, like with the Nets and the Grizzlies, but like their actual logo is just their team logo, which the team logos are supposed to be mostly circular just for branding purposes, so it doesn't take up a lot of the court because it has to stay within the stripe, and it looks silly, but the New York, New York one like extends almost all the way to the three-point line, so it just makes the court look cooler because it takes up more of the stripe. So I just like the way the Knicks court looks. 
Yeah, I like the NYX one a lot. Um, I've never been a huge fan of orange just as a color in general, which I know is probably upsetting to you. I feel like you're a, a fan of it's orange. It's a bright but... and intense one. I understand. Yeah. It's not for everybody. But yeah, I thought it looked really good. And with that in mind, um, let's go ahead and and I'll get this one out of the way. I'm going to go with the Bulls Court because honestly... Yeah, I actually had yeah. the Bulls Court one rank higher, but I yeah. just pivoted last minute because I was like, man, if I, I take the Bulls, he's going to take the Knicks and I'm going to be sad. Totally fair, <laughs> totally fair. Um, as I alluded to in Full Court Press, this the court is much better than the team that plays on it right now. But uh, I did watch a game on this court. And while it was kind of visually jarring to watch just because of how bright it is, the red is a lot of fun. The old school font for Chicago is great. The white Bulls logo really pops at the center of the court. I think that's a really cool touch because if they had gone with a red logo, it would have just blended in and looked really weird. But yeah, I, I think it's a, a good one. The Bulls and Knicks both did a pretty good job. And I think similarly to what you're saying about the Knicks jerseys, the Bulls jerseys, I like better in person than like just seeing an image of the jersey. So, uh, yeah, I'm 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 with it. Yeah, and the only thing that I would have enjoyed more because it's bright red and then the stripe is like a deeper red, mm -hmm. like a crimson almost. And I think there must be a rule against black being one of the colors because none of the courts at all have any black. Like yeah. the closest you get to that is that the main color of the Raptors one is black, mm -hmm. but there is no black stripe or no black background. If the Bulls did red with the black stripe, like the actual color scheme is supposed to be, I think that would have launched yeah. it even higher for me. I agree. But I feel like black must have not been allowed, maybe because there's black in the image of the trophy that goes in the paint so maybe maybe it was like gonna blend it in and yeah. look weird i do think I it think must be a thing because there's no it. way we wouldn't have seen it at some other point exactly exactly yeah. there's no black anywhere especially when some of the jerseys are like explicitly black and like intentionally black like the right. bad boys piston one mm -hmm. like they don't have any black either in their stripe or their main color so yeah. i feel like that's got to be a thing i think so all right my next pick is going to be the minnesota timberwolves mm. court this is similar to the Utah Jazz one in that it is got a light blue background with a darker version of the light blue one in the middle. I just think it looks really clean. A while ago, the Timberwolves had jerseys that looked like this and just had MSP on them in white font. And I really liked those. And this reminds me of those. I just think the light blue with the white is just really aesthetically pleasing. They have a white and I believe navy version of their logo in the center yeah. that doesn't have all of the colors that they're mainly logo has so i think that looks really nice but it's like the classic just, howling wolf logo exactly i yeah. just think it goes really well and again in terms of like contrasting colors like the gold of the trophy looks really good with the mm -hmm. more muted baby blue sky blue thing going on it's just a really pleasing core and i also watched a game where the timberwolves are playing on this court and it just looked really nice i don't yeah. love their city edition jerseys but the court here is really nice. So I'm a sucker for that kind of coloring. I, any of the courts that Love have it. that kind of color scheme, I really liked. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. With my next pick, I guess you'll see it in person. I'm going to go with the San Antonio Spurs. Okay, um, yeah. The only knock that I have about this particular court is I don't love the main color, which obviously is like a fairly big component of it, but everything else is really working for me. They've got like the kind of Fiesta style situation going on that we've talked about here a lot. Um, the kind of like sun logo in the in the center is really cool. The font on San Antonio is, uh, how would you describe that? Like for someone listening to that, how would you describe the San Antonio font? Oh, like old school script? Yeah. Let me try to pull up a thing because I know that these jerseys 
at least were inspired by, I think, like the San Antonio, maybe like the a, a state fair or something like that. Mm-hmm. But the color, it's like this. Uh, it's like not not. It's like a muted green. Like yeah, a, like a mint like green, a maybe. Deep, yeah, like a deep mint, like a desaturated deep mint, and then the yellow stripe down the middle, which I think mm-hmm. is nice. My only knock against the court is that it made me mad that they didn't have a true fiesta jersey this right. year because if they had a true fiesta court oh man like the bright be nice, teal, yeah. with a bright pink stripe can you imagine so i hope they reintroduce the fiesta in the future and then they have a true fiesta court because it would just look beautifully it would look wild. great yeah beautifully and, I, and also speaking of that like i would love a miami vice court that would be really oh, really cool yeah but that the would spurs be super also, duper cool they have viva spurs written in like a white script logo and then on each side of it they have these kind of like block colors so there's just a lot of a yeah, lot of yeah. color on the court but yeah i just thought like i mean the fun with all these courts is trying to take some swings even if they end up being misses and i feel mm-hmm. like the spurs took a lot of risks with this court which i respect yeah, I would say the font, it's like a very 70s, like, it looks like the Pimp My Ride font <laughs> from the MTV2 show, yeah. but it's like a 70s-inspired script, very, like, kind of Las Vegasy feel, just like that. It, like, right. it makes me think of, like, casinos and mm-hmm. old school and just, like, those horns where it's like... Either that or, like, a Texas Roadhouse. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, I like it a lot. I like it. It's a good court. Okay, my next pick is going to be the New Orleans Pelicans. Oh, they just got a funky court. It's like a deep purple with the bright lime green stripe down the middle. Their jerseys kind of missed the mark. I like that they had this neon green because they were going for a voodoo effect. So I think that this was a nice version of it because it was more of a purple. I think their jerseys are more of a black or of such a deep purple that it looks black. But I think on the court, it's fun. I just, at this point in my rankings, was getting into, well, I'm at least going to pick the ones that aren't gray. Sure. And let's pick the most fun ones. And for me, that was the Pelicans. Yeah. I don't love the logo in the middle because it's so dark. I think if they did something like the Timberwolves where they like repurposed the coloring of the logo to make it work better with the court, I think I would have liked that more. I don't know. I think, I think it's kind of cool, I think, oh, no, actually. So I, it is. Oh, it is. I, ju- like, I just zoomed in and it actually is like a black and green yeah. version of the, like it's their voodoo logo it's as imposing as a pelican could be <laughs> have you ever seen a pelican in real life i, I they're they're terrifying they're, they're so big i yeah don't love them they're so, okay i didn't realize because i'm i'm looking at the zoomed out version but yeah i i like that i okay I, I feel even better about my pick now yeah, yeah, I couldn't tell if I loved or hated the color scheme, but I do appreciate that they tried. And I yes. I actually, any of the courts that just had a logo in the center rather than any like font or wording, I kind of liked that. I think it's a, it's a cool look. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, my next pick, I think you can tell that I'm a big fan of red. Uh, I'm going to go with the Houston Rockets court. Okay. Um, I really love that court. And this is this relates to the jerseys as well when we talked about them. But the red and blue look really nice together. The H-Town logo in cursive is sick. Then rockets and white letters with shadows looks really clean as well. I'm not really sure what hometown heroes refers to. Um, I got you because this is why I had it lower. So the design of it is inspired by the fact that Clyde Drexler, who played for the Rockets at one point, as well as Hakeem Olajuwon, both went to the University of Houston. Right. So the jerseys kind of look like U of H jerseys, and the font kind of looks like that too. As someone that went to Rice and not UH, I don't like uh, that <laughs> they're you know playing to one Houston college, but not mine. Now, if they make Rice stuff next year, which they absolutely won't, 
I would be a lot happier. But I very selfishly had this one a lot lower because I'm like, oh, it's just the UH chord. Ah, <laughs> uh, okay, fair enough, fair enough. Well, for a second, you scared me when you said that it was lower on your list because of like hometown heroes. For a second, I was like, did I just go for like a back the blue court or something like that? But oh no, 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 no. You're good. You're safe. Don't worry about it. <laughs> um, all right. What do you have next? Okay, my next pick is the Portland Trailblazers. Yeah, court. that was next on my list too. Nice. Nice. I think it's cool. It is red with a like a light tan, almost just like regular court color through the stripe. And then you get a big Rip City through the middle. And the Rip City is the same one from their jerseys. It's got like a, the little plaid pattern going in there. I think it looks nice. And I think that it goes well with the team and the branding of it. Like, again, this is similar to the Lakers one where like it just kind of makes sense. I think a black would have made more sense, but it feels like black is a color that was not allowed. Mm -hmm. I also don't know if white was allowed because Mm. there's no white on any of these. And maybe because all of the three point lines on every single court is white. So maybe they weren't allowed to do black you know, out of bounds lines and three point lines and stuff like that. So again, this was like so close to being the actual blazers colors, which are red, white and black, but I still think it looks nice. Now you, you didn't even mention the, what I thought was the coolest part, which is that on the bottom of the court, they have this plaid situation going on to honor the coach of the championship blazers, Dr. Jack Ramsey, who uh, notoriously wore a like polyester plaid jacket all the time. So I thought that was a really cool nod as well. Yes. Yeah. The plaid's in the rip city as well as at the bottom. With my next pick, I'm going to go with the Detroit Pistons. Now, Mm. they did have a very boring primary color for the court, but everything else was really awesome. Um, The bad boy style Detroit lettering looks sick in the center of the court. And Pistons is written, I guess, in kind of a boring font. But otherwise, I was I was really into it. I think mainly the font style and the way the center of the court looks is what kind of bumped it up over some of the other ones. What did you think of that court? I like the middle of it, I hate that it was gray. And I think it's just because black was not allowed. But I like the like red that is verging on orange, like it's a red orange in the middle and the font does look cool. But Mm -hmm. the gray, I just I couldn't I picked any court that had a color instead of gray as the main color first. Uh, So it was lower on my list. That's fair. So my next pick then is going to be the Atlanta Hawks. Hmm. I like the court. The color of it is nice. It is similar to the Timberwolves one if you flipped it, basically. So it's like a darker light blue sky blue on the outside and then a lighter light blue for the stripe in the middle. And then the Hawks logo in the middle is black with white accents. I think it looks nice. I think their jerseys look nice, too. It's just one of those things where it's like, oh, yeah, this is a cool jersey, but it doesn't necessarily look like a Hawks jersey because the Hawks have a very different color scheme. But the same with the court, though, right? Like, that's that's how I felt about the court is like this. None of this screams Hawks to me. Right. And that's why it's lower on my list. But I think just like, Aesthetics wise, it is nice. And I think that light blue, white and black is a really good color scheme. And I think it does look pleasing on the core. Again, the gold goes well with the light blue. So, yeah, this was lower on my list because it doesn't feel very hawksy. But in Mm -hmm. terms of just like a court that is nice, I do enjoy it. And we are approaching Graytown and it was at least better than those. (laughs) But the one thing with the Hawks, I, I didn't know that this was their slogan or maybe it was like an old slogan. Lift as we fly. Yeah, what it's, is that? it's one of those things that doesn't mean anything. It's nothing. I think it's a recent one. Yeah. I think like, it's oh, supposed so, to be so like flying? a community thing. I don't know. <laughs> oh, maybe. I, think it's, I guess maybe. I think it's supposed to be like a community thing. 
because right. they're trying to do you know some of the city edition choices are like giving back paying homage to our sure, sure, you know, sure, i don't sure. know That's like funny. all right but yeah lift as we fly is just like okay yeah it's weird uh my next pick i'm gonna go with the uh world champion denver steamed nuggets the the worst part of this court is the 5280 logo yeah in the middle it's really bad but everything else i really dig the the colors pop and complement each other very well i am it's like one of the only courts that their corporate sponsor just looks cool on the court just because the ball logo is fun so yeah i mean I'm, i'm getting to the ones that were like very middle tier for me so like of the ones that are mid or low Lower. I like the Nuggets one, but it's not amazing. Yeah, 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 yeah. Now, for my next pick, I am going to take the Cleveland Cavaliers. Okay, yeah, they were up there for me. It's gold with a deeper gold as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and the darker one is on the outside. The stripe is through the middle and you've got the the land in the middle and i picked this one mainly just because like gold does make sense as the cavaliers like their color scheme for a long time has been wine and gold as they right. say and it does fit it was lower on my list because it kind of just looks like a normal court <laughs> like yeah. it's kind of similar and it might have looked cooler with wine as the main color with gold as the accent color right i think they could have done a more fun version of it but I, I I picked it mainly just because like it does fit with the team and it's at least something like it mm-hmm. was like a choice. But yeah, I feel like maybe a flipped version where it was like mostly wine and then the the land part being in yeah. gold could have been cooler. But I bet they didn't do it because it has to go over the trophy in the middle. Right. So you'd be having gold on top of gold. It's mm-hmm. a little bit too much there. But yeah, I still think it looks kind of nice and it does fit with the Cavs branding. Yeah. So I picked it. And uh, let them know. Not my favorite slogan. No, I the, not, there, a lot of them are quite bad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If we did a draft of slogans, there it would be slim pickings. Let's say it that way. Right. We'd have to just keep picking all the teams that don't have them. Be like, I'm going to pick the Knicks number one because they don't write anything. Right. <laughs> um, clearly, there's a recurring theme here for me, which is that I really like the color red. Uh, so I'm going to go with the Miami Heat here. Um, mm. I think at this point, I was just, to your point, picking anything that wasn't gray. Like, I just like the courts that are more colorful. The bright red is really nice. The negative that I would say is that I feel like they should have used white font uh, rather than black for Miami Heat along the baselines because maybe it's my colorblindness, but I think it's like very hard to read and it just doesn't pop. And the gray accent color is a bit odd because I just don't really associate that with the heat. But otherwise, I think it's like a perfectly nice court. I do think that a Miami Vice colored court with the font would be the sickest court in the NBA, like hands down. But right. It would be super cool. I think the gray in the middle is just because they weren't allowed to use black. So they did the thing closest to it. They weren't allowed to use white either. And the colors for the heat are black, white, and red. So what do you do? Yeah, a vice court could be super duper fun. It would be really nice. I hope they do it at some point. I hope they bring back vice jerseys and then introduce vice courts because it would be really, really cool. Big same for me. My next pick, I will take the Los Angeles Clippers, which is a light blue, but like a more saturated, like, I I don't know how else to describe it, except like one color that I always like to pick in PowerPoint. (laughs) Like, it's just like a good, powerful light blue, like think Tennessee Titans light blue if you're a football fan. Do they still have those alternate jerseys with the light blue? Because they used to like, I associate that with like the Blake Griffin, Chris Paul team. I don't know if they still do that anymore, but. 
I don't think in their current repertoire, but they've definitely done it recently. Like mm-hmm. light blue is not a color that is so foreign to the Clippers that it's confusing. Right. It is something that comes back often as an alternate jersey type color. So that's why this is higher because I was like, right, it makes sense. And then the stripe in the middle is navy. It's got the thing that just says Clips, which is on their City Edition jersey this year, which is really boring. I was disappointed that the court didn't utilize more elements from the Clippers branding because as we talked about when we went through the jerseys, they have like hand-drawn basketballs at the bottom of the jersey and like a flower. And mm-hmm. I think if they utilize those, even if it was just on like the side of the court or the bottom, it would have been cool. I was sad that didn't show up at all, but at least like the light blue with the navy and the white looks nice. And that's why I picked it. Nice. I, I will say for both the Clippers and the Lakers, even though this isn't their fault, like just having crypto.com on any court is automatic minus points for me. But it really sucks. It yeah. really sucks. But I'm assuming given the crypto market, we will have a new name for the Staples Center next year. Just as we do for the former FTX arena. Uh, shout out. Right, to right, right. What's his name? SBF? Is that what his acronym name I is? That guy? thankfully don't know. And I feel <laughs> so good about not knowing. God, I feel so yeah. good about not knowing that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, my next pick is the Dallas Mavericks. I mm. really love the fonts. I, I love them in the jerseys. Dallas and Mavs look super great in their like incredibly 1970s style lettering. Mm-hmm. Um, the slogan is for all of Dallas Fort Worth, which is just like a nothing statement. Um, Absolutely nothing. We and, play basketball in yeah. Dallas Fort Worth. <laughs> and the court the court color doesn't really do it for me. I think we're we're now getting into the um, like very, very bland courts, but I really, the, the fonts are what take it over the top for me. Like it's, yeah. it looks exactly like the font from what's it called? The, uh, Will Ferrell, uh, semi-pro. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Very so, old school. And I think that was an intentional thing. It was an homage to one of the artists from Dallas from around that time. So nice. I think that looks a little bit nicer, but for me, just the gray, it was a light gray with a dark gray stripe. Yeah, in the middle, yeah. And I was just like fart noise, baby. It was my second <laughs> to last pick. <laughs> so for number 22, I will be taking the Oklahoma City Thunder. This one isn't necessarily anything fantastic, but it does have colors and it is the team's colors. So I figured reason enough. It is again, like a more saturated light blue, but a little deeper than the Clippers light blue. And then it's got a navy striped down the middle and then a recolored version of the OKC logo, which is hideous, but they don't have any other logo. Like they've never made an alternative logo. So it's just that, but it's with the orange and then it does kind of let the navy shine through, which I think is really nice. I think that's a cool effect. And I do like when they've made navy and orange jerseys in the past. Mm -hmm. Some from the Russ era with like lightning bolt style looks pretty cool. But this was mainly just because it did have colors and it did fit with the actual team's colors and it wasn't gray. The Oklahoma, they have like a bright orange Oklahoma in the bottom, which is kind of nice. Yeah. Uh, I think it's better to do that than to do something where it's like, we play for all of Dallas and Fort Worth, but I guess like you're not the entirety of Texas. But to just have the state outline instead of something that's like Oklahoma, I think that's better. So. That's one big, one thing I'll say, though, is the uh, Oklahoma City Thunder is written on both baselines in needlessly small black font. It is quite tiny. Why quite, is quite it so tiny. small? I don't know. I really don't know. It was really small. But again, not a huge factor in my decision making. 
Yeah. Again, we're getting very much towards the bottom. So my next pick is going to be the Toronto Raptors. Uh, okay. I just the logo in the center of the court. I really like, um, as I mentioned before, any team that did that, I liked more than the teams with font in the middle. But again, we have a very boring choice of colors. We the North is kind of their standard slogan. Um, and it's also written in kind of like nothing font. And the court itself is like, I'm literally here just picking amongst the ones that I didn't, I didn't like any of them. So it's kind of just a crapshoot at this point. Did you, did you have any opinions on it? I think this was one of my higher of the grays because Mm -hmm. it was at least dark gray, (laughs) but it was the highest one that was, was of the ones that were gray on gray, which include the Nets, the Grizzlies, the Mavs and the Raptors. So it was my highest of gray on gray. (laughs) Yeah, and the Raptors logo that I'm referring to, it's like a basketball with almost like a Wolverine scratch, but from a, a yeah, raptor, like raptor a velociraptor. claw. Yeah. Yeah. It's their classic logo. So I will now be taking with number 24, the Charlotte Hornets. Okay. Again, this is similar to That was to my Thunder. 30th ranked. My really least interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. I liked it better than all the gray ones because at least it was color. So it's like a deep muted teal and then their traditional like minty teal in the middle with the Hornets logo. Again, it's just it was better than the grays. And then also there's one that's still on the table is the Golden State Warriors, which was like brown. Mm -hmm. So I picked it. I just think like it makes sense. Like it is their colors. They could have done something cooler, but, you know, it's fine. And then the hive is alive is pretty good. Like as far as a slogan, I feel like that's as good as like fear the deer where like if you can get a rhyme like that's fun. And it's just kind of one of those silly, goofy things like when the Sixers play one, two, three, four, five, sixers, 10, nine, eight, 76 sixers, and the Knicks do go New York, go New York, go like the hive is alive. Like it's like light the beam. We're like, yeah, it's silly, but like it's fun to scream with 20,000 other people. It does sound a little bit like an AI generated slogan, but oh God, I don't know. I, I That's giving too much credit to AI. Everything I read by AI is such garbage, such trash. All right. Well, you just mentioned it. Um, let's go ahead and go with the Sacramento Kings, maybe let's not light the beam for this one. (laughs) It's so boring when they could have done so much more. Uh, The logo rather than the wording uh, center court is is kind of cool, I guess. But otherwise, there's really not a lot else that I enjoy. Sacramento is written in incredibly boring letters. And also, again, they can't control the sponsor, but like I'll never see that Golden One Credit Union logo without just thinking Uh. of Golden Corral. It's just it's really crappy looking. Yeah, it's also because their logo is not stacked, it takes up a lot of real estate on the court. Mm -hmm. It basically goes from half court to the three-point line. It takes up so much landscape. I had this one a little higher as well as compared to some of the other gray ones because at least the Kings have had gray jerseys before. And the royal blue stripe down the middle at least makes sense because they have had jerseys and their City Edition jersey this year is an homage to the Royals. So... I get it, uh, yeah. but yeah, it's not anything super fantastic. So for pick number 26, I will take the Golden State Warriors. Again, this is just because literally everything else left is gray, and this one is not gray. It is, I guess, gold, but it kind of just looks like light brown (laughs) as the main color, and then a yellow stripe down the middle. The Warriors logo in the middle doesn't look 
great with it. They've gone with like a darker version of it that fits with their black and yellow San Francisco jerseys that they have this year. It's just meh. Like it just doesn't look like fun. And the Warriors have had fun stuff in the past. So I'm sad this court is not fun. The only thing positive I'll say about it, I do like the font choice for San Francisco and for Warriors. It's like very kind of retro 1950s feel but mm-hmm. yeah which matches the jersey which is right nice. my next pick is going to be the grizzlies uh, again we're we're picking from the dregs at this point oh it's that was so... my last one. Oh, really <laughs> yeah it but i mean boring. you're picking a 27 yeah, so it's not I, like that far off there's like almost nothing going on here other than a different colored bear in the logo i think yeah like, i don't even mm-hmm. know what else to say about it the stripe down going all the way at the bottom because it's on their jersey that goes with this it's the mem but they just make it where the m is three vertical lines and the e is three horizontal lines mm-hmm. and the m is three vertical lines they do have that running the entire length of one of the sidelines which is kind of cool yeah but that's about it yeah it's quite boring dark gray with a light gray stripe not ideal Ugh. yeah Ugh, indeed. I will now, with number 28, take the Orlando Magic because it is a light gray, but it does have like a navy-ish stripe down the middle, and then it's got magic in the middle. The magic font that they've done for this jersey feels like a Dallas Cowboys font, as we have made fun of it in the past, so I don't love it, but at least the magic, again, like have had gray in their color scheme in the past with all of the pinstripe type things that they've done, so it doesn't feel super out of place like some of the other grays, like the grizzly gray thing or the Mavs gray thing or the Raptors gray thing is all like, nah. So the magic one is like, Mm -hmm. fine. But the court for the most part is boring and I don't love the word mark. What also really bugs me about it is that magic, which is spelled, as we all know, M-A-G-I-C, the A in it is a star. So the star is like a focal point. But because it's not the middle letter in the word, it looks weird where like the star is not in the middle of the court. It just like I don't it. My brain yeah, is like, they could oh, have I want to shift it over, but G. I shouldn't. They could have used it as the dot in the I. Like there are so many other things you can use. Yeah. The star. Right. And I get like a star kind of looks like an A, but it just like it just weirdly looks like the court's off center, but it's Mm -hmm. not. I run into this a lot when I'm making promo images for my podcast live shows and stuff where it's like sometimes something is in the center. I'm like, I know this is in the center, but it is looks weird because some other thing that catches your eye is not in the center. And that's what this A star is. Yeah. And the magic have such great old school jerseys with like the blue pinstripe and the the old logo that like Penny and, and Shaq used to wear. I just feel like they there's so much more that they could have done with this court mm-hmm. and just in general anytime they do a new uh, a new court or jersey but uh yeah not great. All right. So mm-hmm. with my final pick of my portion of the draft and the second to last pick overall I'm going to go with your Brooklyn Nets. I oh, good. I had the Wizards one spot higher. We. <laughs> I don't know why the Nets decided that all of their City Edition jerseys uh, and apparently this court have to be in the blandest tones possible. But the gray court is incredibly drab and boring. It reminds me, I don't know if you ever played on those like kind of weird, almost like rubber surface courts. Oh, yeah. That you'll find somewhere. Yeah. They're always like they super never bounce well. There's dusty. always dead spots. Yeah, yeah it's awful. At best, I guess you could say that it looks kind of like playing on blacktop, which maybe is kind of cool, but I don't even think that's what they're going for. Uh, in general, it's definitely one of my least favorite courts of the bunch. And the the font of Brooklyn Nets looks like Times New Roman. Like, there's just no creativity anywhere. Yeah, it's not great. I feel like 
and I guess like the Lakers just did a normal color thing. Like I, I feel like they could have done something different because their jerseys, the city edition jerseys this year are like inspired by that artist and they're all like weird and color blotchy. And clearly the courts are like, you can't have any sort of pattern or design on it. It just has to be two colors. So they feel like they were hindered by that, but like, it's just so boring. It's just an egregiously boring court. And for the 30th pick, I will take the Wizards of Washington. Who may finish 30th in the league this year. They probably will. And it is a great court with a like Statue of Liberty green attempted color in the middle because their city edition jerseys this year are inspired by literally statues that have oxidized and turned green. And that's what they're going for. It's just very boring. I don't love it and yeah they've got like the different colored version of the wizards logo in the middle which is fine but at least there's like a color stripe which is why i had it higher than some of the other gray courts that you ended up picking and i do like that wizards contrasts well and is pretty big but it's nothing fantastic what is going on at the bottom i'm looking at an image where it's like super zoomed out so i can't really tell what those six things at the bottom are i don't know they look like little stars that would be on top of a christmas tree but i don't really know what the significance of them is Well, yeah. Okay. So that's what I was wondering because the DC like city flag Mm -hmm. is three red stars. So did they just like do that twice? And they were like, now we have six. Like it feels like an opportunity and it's wild that the wizards have never done because the bulls have done this. Why Mm -hmm. have they not done any Jersey or court that is just explicitly inspired by the city flag? Like they have a cool city flag. Yeah, I think it is really just, it is really just, I'm zooming in on like a different image of it on my phone. It is just six stars and those stars look different than the star that's on, or maybe I think, I think that might look like the star in their city flag. I don't know. It just feels like they completely (laughs) botched it. I don't know why. It's 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 not good. It's not good. Not, not good at all. And that is the in-season court draft we did it and i think we should do another thing like we'll have to do something on social where we like crop out all of the images and like put it together and then people can vote on if my team or your team is better (laughs) and uh we'll see how that goes yeah but thank you everyone for listening and thank you people for watching i will now stop the screen share and stop the recording for the video portion and as a reminder for anyone listening, you can watch all of that if you just go to patreon.com slash horse hoops or horsehoops.com. We'll have links to it and stuff like that. But yeah, that was uh, the episode of Horse. Wee! Let's get into the outro. Thanks for listening to this episode of Horse. Horse is hosted by Adam Amwala and Mike Schubert. Our editors, Ken Say Suramaki. The music is by Bettina Kapamanis. The art is by Alison Wakeman. The website is by Kelly Schubert. And the social media is by both of the Horse Boys. Thank you to our producer-level patrons, Polly Burge, Kendra Hadley, Salvatore Testa, Siobhan Ellsbury, Doka Chasing Taco Falls, Bang Bang, Roast Beef Debris, How About Them World Champion Denver, Steamed Nuggets, Anna Reed, Steph Curry for three on a weird-looking court. Oh, bang, because this is on one of the gray ones. Ugh. So just a normal muted bang. <laughs> Hi Trish, Nicole Shepard, Chase Underulo, Mr. Bubbles Plays Ball, Naked Rachel, Josh Isn't Rich, Sydney Crosby is a Vampire, Chelsea's Cousin, Ginger Spurs Boy, and Balls to the Walls. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Horse Hoops and on Twitter at Horse underscore Hoops because... That person came up with the font for the Golden One Financial Center or whatever the heck the King sponsor is. Ugh, do better. Yep, do, do better. better. It's just as bad as the logo for X. So there you go. It makes sense that it's banned yep. on X, a.k.a. 
Twitter, but you can go to our website, horsehoops.com for links to all the stuff we talked about today. And most importantly, the images of all of these courts in case you're not able to, uh, to watch simultaneously, or you just, you know, want to check them out at some later time. Mm-hmm. And if you want to support the Horse Boys, if you're already at patreon.com slash watching, you could also be uh, supporting and get access to a whole bunch of cool stuff, other video things, other audio things, writing things, all sorts of good stuff. You can also go to horsehoops.com slash merch, get some sub nerd shirts or digital items, ringtones, live shows, good stuff, all lives there. But we're going to end this episode by putting our hands in the middle and seeing something on the count of three. Anything coming to mind, Mr. Mamawala? Hmm... Not necessarily. You got anything? I mean, my Knicks are in the in-season tournament knockout mm. stages. So maybe we uh, find common ground and say, go Knicks on the count of three, seeing if they'll win the uh, NBA You're Cup, the illustrious NBA Cup. me, but I'll do it for you. Like the Bulls aren't in contention, so if you have to pick a team, you might as well. All right, well, let's just, we'll go with, let's go with uh, go Knicks, and then for the Bulls, we'll throw it a blow it up. <laughs> okay, go Knicks, blow it up Bulls on three. Yeah, all right. <laughs> all right. One, two, three. Go, Go Knicks. Knicks. Blow it up, Bulls. You suckers. <laughs> what are you doing to me? Go Cubs. It's not even 2024 yet. I'm, I'm already checked out. The Bears are bad. The Bulls are bad. This is, ugh, I'm going to have so much more time to be a productive person. This is miserable. <laughs>